There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and welcome again to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. Uh, welcome. Uh, lovely to have you listening in today. And I'm going to introduce you um, soon to Adam and Robert, and we're going to talk about check-in uh, strategy, um, which I'm delighted to do. You're going to find these guys absolutely fascinating. But before I do that, I want to just say a big thank you to my guest last week. Uh, Jane Hansom uh, was talking to me about how to select um, brand ambassadors, you know, people who are out there and love your products, love your brands. They're out there. They're selling them to other people, sharing them purely because um, they love that association. Uh, it was a really interesting um, conversation. And Jane is a world sort of champion level um, triathlete as well. So that was interesting um, having that sort of conversation with her and talking about sport and her experiences. So if you've not heard that show, do go back and have a listen. I've also actually got Jane coming back again uh, later next month with, with, believe it or not, the Minister for Trade for the Caribbean island of Nevis. So that's going to be really interesting, finding out how you market an island and, um, and, and run an island. So really looking forward to that one. So let's talk today about check-in strategy because I mentioned about brand ambassadors and the product we're going to talk about that was created by Adam Harris and Robert Craven, I personally use it in my work and have found it really, really valuable. So you could call me for the check-in journal and for their work that I'm a brand ambassador because um, a number of my clients and contacts I've given this to either as a gift or they're now using it as a product. And I have had a wonderful week this week and some of that has been through being really clear about the strategy of our business and the different steps that we have to take and monitoring it and reviewing it regularly. So, you know, a big thank you to these guys for this, uh, this wonderful uh, journal that they've created. Now, it's true, isn't it? And you may feel this as well. That sometimes it just doesn't seem to be enough in the way of hours in the day to take care of our daily business and, and work towards those goals. And we can sometimes lose sight of them. And the hardest thing is the busier you are, and I've, I've got to be honest, I've not been so good with my journal this week because I've been, been flat out, the more you need a compass to keep you on track. Uh, you lead and manage others, but now you've got to really also think about, if you do that, uh, leading and managing yourself. Now, Robert Craven is one of the UK's leading speakers on the subject of growing businesses. He literally speaks all over the world. He's Google's partner's go-to speaker for growing digital agencies. And also Adam Harris, who works with CEOs and senior managers providing training, coaching, high-level peer group activities, and he helps convert their opportunities into success and drive profits. He's also a brilliant networker as well. Um, now, the, both, both of them, they're co-author to the Check-In Strategy Journal, your daily tracker for business and personal development. Um, so uh, let's, uh, let's talk about this subject, you know, let's talk about how you translate your vision for life and business into a workable strategy and, and kind of map it out and, and use a, a methodology uh, like uh, they've created uh, to help you do that. So huge welcome to Adam Harris and Robert Craven. Hi, Chris. Hello there. Hi there. Um, I just thought we got Wyatt Earp on the phone, on the line. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start chatting with, chatting with you, Adam. Um, it's kind of really interested, you know, tell us a little bit about the life, your life as you were growing up and, you know, where this interest in 
strategy came from and then you know helping CSOs, CSOs, CEOs and senior managers with training and coaching? So I think for me, Chris, the, uh, the biggest thing about when I was growing up was I just had this, I suppose the word is inquisitive nature. I just was always asking questions, both from kind of the home perspective, but also uh, kind of at school and then kind of as I started going into business, always kind of challenging the status quo. Um, And I found, especially in the early days, that I didn't necessarily kind of fit in. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners have found situations and and environments where you don't necessarily feel comfortable with what's what's around you. Um, So I struggled a little bit to kind of find who I was and what I was all about. And a lot of that was through the questions that I was asking and not kind of settling for uh, for what everybody else was wanting to do. And as I kind of went through my career in originally qualifying as a teacher uh, then having a couple of my own IT businesses, I kind of found this space where once I kind of sold out of my my last kind of real business is that I seemed to find myself in a situation where people were naturally gravitating towards me in that, in me using my skills in being able to ask questions. And that was kind of almost going a complete 180 degrees from when I kind of originally qualified as a, as a teacher. And kind of the interest in strategy really kind of started coming kind of in my early 20s when I was running my kind of first business and going to the bank and them saying, right, okay, so you need to have a business plan. You want to, you know, want a business loan. What's your plan? And putting the plan together was actually the easy part, but it was then kind of the application and the delivery of the actual strategy itself. And although I kind of studied business studies at uh, university, the kind of the application and delivery of the strategy was really something that nobody had really ever kind of shown or shared with me. So I kind of uh, worked my way kind of through it, I think kind of probably quite haphazardly. And then in the latter years, as I became kind of a, a coach and working with chief execs and organizations, it became very, very evident that actually uh, strategy is something that's kind of this mystical word that not many people really know what it's about. Um, so it, it's kind of been something that's fascinated me for for a long, long time. It's funny, isn't it? People do use that the word so frequently, don't they, in in conversation? But you know, it's not everybody really understands what it's what it actually is and how to go about it. Um, how about you, Robert? Any what's your your sort of background interest in this, and how did it lead to well to writing a book with uh, Adam? Well, I always knew that um, I couldn't wear a suit and I couldn't be employed by someone. So the first, well, the last thing I did at university, my final year was to set up a cafe, which became a restaurant, which became outside catering at Glastonbury Festival, which became a sound recording studio. Da, 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 da. And it just kind of uh, bloomed, this idea of running my own business, doing my own thing. And uh, that was always about planning, but it was never really about planning while being aware of the, the long-term goal, while being aware of the outside world, while about being strategically. And then I fell into consulting and I fell into uh, being director of consulting at Warwick Business School. And it dawned on me when I was there that everyone worked really, really hard, but no one knew whether they were doing a good job or not. And it was suddenly there that I realized, you know, if we all sat down and figured out what success looked like, what good looked like, why are we doing it, who are we doing it for, uh, where do you want to be in three years' time, then we'd stop being busy fools. And we'd actually start doing stuff by design, constructively. So my my real proper 
uh, obsession with strategy kind of started as I started to unpick going from being an entrepreneur who just had lots of great ideas and tried to make it happen to actually saying, well, actually, there's a cleverer and easier way of doing this, which just involves kind of making mistakes on paper and uh, checking that my beliefs work and 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 just looking at stuff and slowing down rather than just saying uh, fire aim to actually go aim fire. So I think that's where it where it came from, and uh, and I found the more I've been able to think about things strategically, the easier it's been to say yes, I want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. And the easier it's been to make easier decisions or make the decisions easier and not just chase after every shiny object that you see. Mm. I love the way that you just fell into being a director at Warwick University. I think um, <laughs> <laughs> you just fell into having a restaurant, strange with screw. And, um, but it's, 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 I suppose it's true sometimes that you have to maybe stop and think because sometimes um, – you know, taking a bit more time over things is the uh, is a quicker way, isn't it? If you really think through what it is you want and where you're going, I think I think quite, well, it's partly it's partly how much testosterone you've got and how young you are. But I think that um, when you're young, the the answer is yes, let's go for it, without really thinking about the consequences and and how that fits in. And you you often you just jump from one exciting thing to another. Uh, which is fantastic and it's really really exciting uh, but there's always the risk of being a, a bit of a busy fool uh, and I certainly think you know in my younger days it was it was yeah wow I can do that let's go for it let's do it let's just do it it's going to be so much fun and I think that's that's by definition that's a strategy but it's a bit haphazard it's a bit and and I would argue that um, you know hope is not a method uh, and we kind of just uh, although it's really great to have that random opportunities coming to you piece i think also there's a, a another model which says you can actually concentrate and niche and focus and and certainly if you're trying to not just get off the ground but actually trying to go somewhere really significant and often you need to have that that really razor sharp focus real clarity one of the things i love about the book and i think he's so so important you, you described there how you know you uh, yeah, testosterone you know you're going after the opportunities and i did the, i did the same as well in my my career however this thing called family and relationships and you know and kids and other things start you know coming into the mix and it's really and actually the fact that you're working so hard at work uh, can have a detrimental effect on those on the on the balance and you, know, you see people end up in divorces and or that sort of thing. But what I like about the TED is, is actually think about your life in general. We, you know, we're talking here, you know, strategy for life and work, um, because I think you know one without the other doesn't necessarily mean you're a success. Any yeah. Thoughts on that, Adam? Do you know? Yeah, I think there's a there's a there's a danger that we we have a bias and focus towards what we think is important at that moment in time. So you know, the the fire uh, is raging. So we go, whether it be within the work life or whether they're in the personal life, is that we go and put the energy where that is. But actually, when we're putting energy into one particular area of the business or the life uh, aspect, is that we're taking the eye off the ball with everything else. So a little bit like kind of what Robert said before, you end up sometimes becoming a bit of a, a busy fool. Uh, there's, a, there's a phrase that I often use with, uh, with some of my CEO clients in the fact that if it's not working in the boardroom, it's not working in the bedroom. 
And if it's not working in the bedroom, it's not working in the boardroom. And the, the concept of that is, is that you really need to constantly be taking a, a, you know, kind of a helicopter or a step back and an objective viewpoint of what's going on with, it, with your overall life to really understand and acknowledge, okay, where are the areas that are working and where are the areas that are not working? Because if I, if I put too much focus on one area, then something else is going to have to give. In order to start doing something, you've got to stop doing something. So just having that constant awareness, I think, is really, really key and important. So these some of the you know the problem these are some of the problems, aren't they, that that leaders really face um, when when it comes to strategy? You know things like getting that that emphasis right. So uh, you know, as you say, the focus there is where sometimes where your your kind of head is. But actually, what might be even more important in the in the long run or medium term, uh, can get forgotten. Yeah, yeah, I think. Go on, Robert. Yeah, I think there's. I think there's for me. You know, one of the the big aha definitions of strategy for me uh, was when someone said, "You know, strategy is about strategy is about trade offs." So you know, you can have whatever you want. You know, as a, as as someone who spends most of the time with uh, business owners and entrepreneurs, they can have whatever they want, but there's a cost to pay, and normally you pay for it in advance. You know, so you can you can open a, a business in another country, but that probably means you're going to have to travel there. You can take your kids to school every morning, but that means you probably won't be able to travel abroad. And I think it's just understanding that the, the strategy is about trade-off, both um, both within the business in the short term, also within the business and your private life, that you do one, you can't do the other. And also it's like on another continuum, continuum which is the, you know, in terms of time, you know, you can grow the business like Billio right now, and then consolidate for two or three years. Or you could consolidate now uh, with an intention of in year three growing the business like Billio. And it's just understanding the trade-off of profit and cash, trade-off of time and skill, trade-off of quality of clients and and turnover and so on and so forth. And I think once we understand that we can have more or less everything but there will be a trade-off, I think that that's a real a real aha. So so my my one liner is you know, decide your goals in advance, but be prepared to pay uh, the price, possibly, possibly in advance. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so being being mindful of what those what those trade offs are and and compromises. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so what made you write this book together, Robert? Oh, we had we had a. a, a uh, we're part of a mastermind group. We've been been part of that for some time, and we were both one of the conversations at the roundtable discussion was about uh, about strategy and that and that there's not anything out there really that uh, is a is a playbook around strategy, and also that if there is anything around strategy, it's either going to be very kind of business schooly strategy, vision, mission, core success factors, scorecardy type stuff. Or alternatively, there's a lot in the uh, sort of self-help, personal development vein of how do you feel, how do you like to feel better, imagine what your future could be like. Now, there's a sort of a, a similarity between Adam and myself in as much as if, if I'm down the kind of the Larry Logic profit strategy line, Adam is more in the 
think about how this makes you feel, think about what you really want, think about how that fits in with your life goals. And there was this just big aha moment, our eyes met each other across this room, and we went, that's what, that's what we've got to do, we had got to do this, because there, is, there, because there was an absolute gap in the market for uh, a simple, honest approach to how do I grow my business and my private life. There's nothing doing that nothing covering across that and there was nothing uh doing this sense of what's just happened how good was it what's about to happen how is that in terms of my goals and how is that making me feel and and the reality is is to my mind as i looked at all the clients that i work with that that's that's what we're all fighting with you're in a room full of ceos with car keys for ferraris and aston martins and they're with their third wife. You know, that's just yeah. totally bonkers. Mm-hmm. Or alternatively, you're, you're, with, you're with people who are just working their backsides off and desperately unhappy about the fact they're not able to see their children enough. They, it doesn't have to be that way. And, and absolutely it doesn't. And that's, what the book, that's the problem that the book answers, I would argue. No, absolutely fantastic. And I also, I, one of the things I hugely congratulate you on, I looked at your book, I looked at my book and thought, Personally, I thought, why didn't I write one like that? Because I think you're right, it's missing in the marketplace. And secondly, I thought, how smart to write a book that I need to buy every year. I thought, super, absolutely yeah. brilliant. So yeah. congratulate you on that. I think it's a really, really smart, and it's a great product. So t- um, any any thoughts from you, Adam? Yeah, I think what was really interesting in the in the process of kind of doing it together is that actually we both come at things from different perspectives. Um, and actually there was kind of this trade-off, a little bit like kind of Robert was talking about before with regards to the trade-offs that you need to kind of have within your own business, is that we had many, many conversations about the things that we definitely needed to put in from both sides and the things that we might need to kind of compromise on to kind of get to that stage of actually the the journal kind of comes at things from very different perspectives. And I don't think either of us could have written it exactly the way that it was on our own and that kind of that debate in the conversation actually, you know, um, has created a really interesting piece of work. Uh, and when we were kind of working together, is that 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 dynamic between the two of us is is something that you don't often get when you're kind of an independent consultant, yes. speaker, or coach. Um, and that's something that both of us have thoroughly enjoyed through the process, and you know, will continue to do moving forward. Fantastic. Well, we're going to go to commercial break now. Um, after the break, we'll start to get into, you know, some of the things to think about with regards to strategy, you know, some of the techniques that you can adopt. So um, do join us again. We'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One to one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America. 
America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Adam Harris and Robert Craven. We're talking about the the check-in strategy journal. So, Adam... What are the key things we must act upon then to do strategy really, really well? So I, I think for me, one of the words there is is act. I think often um, the kind of the, the act of actually doing something. So a lot of times we spend, we talk around, okay, this is what we need to do. This is why we need to do it. But the thing that often doesn't happen is, is it's the action. So first and foremost, I think the thing for me is is to be really, really clear on what is this specific action. And often what typically tends to happen with a lot of people is is that they have too many actions. So trying to get as focused as you possibly can. One of the things that we have within the journal is something that we call the one thing. So what's the one thing that you need to focus on, either on a weekly basis or on a daily basis, that by doing that is going to make everything so much better. So focus is one thing that's really, really key. Uh, accountability um, is real, really vital. Um, we often, our minds and our bodies will take the, the path of least resistance. So, you know, the amount of research that has been, been done by those people that are really, really successful are ones that are able to do things that they don't feel necessarily comfortable in doing. So we need to find ways of either holding ourselves to account or getting other people to hold us accountable. Um, and obviously one of the great things about the journal is, is it allows you to kind of have self-accountability to get into a frame of mind and frame of working. And I'll tell you some stories later about how it's been used within kind of companies. And I think the second main thing with regards to um, making sure that strategy works really, really well is about getting everybody on board. Um, the amount of times that you see or hear or speak to kind of chief execs or businesses and the vision or the strategy is really kind of well-defined either by the leader or the leadership team. But the further down the organization you go is that ownership of it has kind of been um, dispersed. So it's really, really vitally important that everybody gets on board um, and knows exactly what their role is within the strategy and how to move forward. So, so 
Robert, maybe you could share with us a little bit about how the book is structured and how it really helps you to do that. Yeah, that's, um, I think that's exactly what I was going to say, actually, as it happened. So, um, simply, it's divided into two, two main parts. First 42 pages, just 42 pages, is a triple espresso on strategy. So we, when it was written, it was literally written to be as brief, succinct, and relevant as possible. And then we took out every third sentence, and then we reread it, and then we took out every third sentence. So we were literally trying to get to the kernel to waste no words, to waste no no space in terms of helping people define where are we now, where are we going, how are we going to get there. And that applies to the business, that applies to my career, and that applies also to my private life. So you end up at the end of 42 pages, which might take, depending how familiar you are with this this work and this type of approach, it might take you half a day, it might take you two days. Some people find the business stuff really easy, some people find the business stuff really hard, some people find the personal stuff really easy, some find it hard. But what you're doing is you're ending up with a business plan and a personal plan, a one-page business plan, a one-page personal plan. And then the rest of the journal is essentially... Uh, quarter by quarter, month by month, week by week, uh, a process of um, review, in other words, what are you about to do, what are the th actions you want to take, what are the results you want, endlessly saying what's the one thing you're going to do and three other things you're going to do this week, this month, this quarter. And then at the end of each of those periods, week, month, quarter, a... Uh, a review session so let's uh review what we've done let's look back on what we've done what worked what didn't work what could have been better what could we do it so it acts like an accountability buddy now some people use it day by day i mean we go into offices and we see people have got one there in front of them they've got their laptop in front of them and then they've got their their book right next to them and it's full of writing everywhere every page is full of writing which is excellent and other people use it on a weekly basis. They just look, they, they preview the week coming ahead of them, and they review the week that's just gone by, and they use it on a weekly basis. And really, you know, we, we see you know, the people who use it are adults. They can choose how they use it, and they use it best of all. But I think the, 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 the two parts to the book are that thinking piece about what do I want, where am I now, where am I going, how am I going to get there, what are the steps on the way, what do I need to do, and then this monitoring process of previewing what you're going to do and reviewing it and that is what a really great coach would do with you that's what a really great accountability buddy would do with you but you know lots of people cannot afford to have a coach on a weekly basis and and the book really really comes into its own in terms of people taking ownership uh not blaming other people and being honest with themselves about what's worked what hasn't worked what they could do better i did um i do like the the way you've structured the book and i think uh, and also what i did i like too is the fact that it's um you know it's not it, although it's a good book because it's got a, a you know calendar uh, amount of entries in it because there's, there's entries 52 weeks of the year um yeah. you were you weren't too lazy um, you weren't lazy in terms of it being a long book. You uh, you you made the effort to make it as short and succinct and as clear as possible. And I think that's appreciated today when we're really busy. Um, so Adam, in the in the book, 
there's some you know techniques to help you to formulate your own strategy do you have any favorite ones um so me personally there's a couple that spring to mind i think when when i'm working as a coach or as a consultant or as a non-exec um there's a number that i pull out the bag or pull out the book uh, to work with the people that I'm working with at, at that moment in time. The couple that really, really work for me, so there's one that we call the Wheel of Life. This is a, a snapshot, uh, a moment in time for you to kind of reflect on different aspects of your life uh, and allows you to kind of score it on a, on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, and it's a, it, it's a fairly quick and easy exercise but what it allows you to do is it just allows you to get um, a, a reflective mirror and say, okay, here's the things that in my life at this moment in time, this is what's working really, really well. Actually, this is some areas that maybe I need a little bit of kind of working on. Um, I, I typically tend to do that every sort of couple of months um, just to give me the, a bit of a sanity check to make sure that actually what actually is going on is real as opposed to actually sometimes what I think is going on. So that's kind of a, a, a good step. And the the other one, and this was something that kind of Robert introduced me to, and uh, and I've now taken it forward within uh, with my own business, is kind of something that uh, uh, we call the wallpaper exercise. So, uh, and actually if I was to turn around now, my wallpaper uh, is actually on my wall. And the concept of this is, uh, is around taking um, the business taking the various different aspects of it and mapping out for one year, three years, five years, and then kind of breaking it down. So I can very, very quickly look at my strategy, inverted commas, and see what I'm trying to achieve and then understand where I'm at at any moment in time and if there's levers that I need to pull. So I probably catch myself two or three times a week coming down into my home office looking at my wall and looking at my wallpaper and just going, right, okay, am I on track with the things that I need to be on track with? If not, why not? And what are the what are the levers that I need to pull to just kind of change and move things forward? So, you know, the the, the tools that we've got within within the book, um, we are absolutely advocates ourselves. We're using them on, on, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Mm. What I what I found in, in going through the process was that there was you know, the process that you you generated and the, the wallpaper was was really really good. I went through each of those exercises and activities, and then then I went, I took to my laptop then and I created you know a one page business plan and utilizing you know a number of those suggestions in the book and and a personal one, but but I used my own kind of creativity with it and I stuck them in the book. Um, uh, but I found all those prompts and ideas really really helpful. And, and just on that, Chris, I think that it's really important to be looking at different tools and uh, methods and a number of kind of the techniques and the exercises that we've got within the book. Um, some of them are, there's like quite a bit of crossover, but I think what's really important is, is that you have the, you, you cement the knowledge in your mind knowing that actually what you've, what you've decided that you're going to do is right for you at that moment in time, but also then that you're using kind of the rest of the, of the book as the opportunity to be kind of checking in and refreshing and making sure that you're keeping yourself on the right journey. And if you get deviated off the journey, either the destination has changed or you need to find a way of starting something or stopping doing something to get yourself back on track. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anything, anything, um, Robert, you'd like to add to that? Um, I think it's really interesting hearing uh, how each of us um, find different tools most useful. So I, I'd, I'd have two tools for me that, that work. One is a short-term, very businessy one, which is just the FIMO, FIMO tool, which is simply for finance, financial performance, marketing performance, how good you are at getting customers and operations. It's a simple score out of 10. What's a score out of 10? We tend to high score for financial performance, marketing performance, operations performance. And that snapshot, I can I can work in my own business, like on a, on a Friday, guys, scores out of scores out of 10 for finance, marketing, operations, 787. Why is it a 7? Last week it was an 8. And likewise with clients. And that's a real quick snapshot uh, dashboard, which, which kind of gets rid of endless pages of reports and stuff, and that can be used weekly or monthly. And the other one, just listening to Adam, it's as an, an, a kind of an annual um, exercise. And the annual exercise is uh, what we call probably your best year yet. And probably your best year yet just asks some really tough questions. And it's one of those exercises that you do need a quiet room and, and a whole load of coffee to answer. Because it, it goes, you know, looking back over the past year, what have your achievements been? Oh, great, I can write that. Looking over the past year, you know, what have your disappointments been? Ouch. I mean, being vulnerable, being open to actually acknowledge and remember the stuff that hasn't worked, you know, and why it hasn't worked. Yeah. You know, what are your self-limiting beliefs? You know, you then list the different roles in life, father, uh, dad, managing director, coach, boss, and you then, you know, write down, you know, what you want to achieve, maybe eight things in each of those roles. And then you define out of all that big mess of noise, yeah, you know, what are the top eight things you want to achieve this year? And it really, it, it, it really kind of hurts your head in terms of going, yeah, all this stuff I want to do, but now let's just be honest about what is really important to me and what are the things that are more important than other things? What are the things that, that really do matter? Because I think sometimes we just get, we just chase down tunnels, either because they're easy or they look sexy, or, or maybe we don't confront, for instance, I want to be, you know, I want to be a really great dad to my daughter this year. Okay, so what do I need to do to make that happen? What, what do I need to sacrifice to do that? So that that exercise, which I do about once a year, it really um, makes me th make sure I'm not wasting my time, and and makes me ensure that I'm really chasing the stuff that's really important. And some things have to drop, you know, it might be. You know, playing guitar, or it might be, you know, going down the pub on a Friday night. You can't do it all. Um, so that, for me, is the exercise that, um, although I only do it once a year, is sort of it kind of sets me up for the coming coming six months or year. So very very interesting that exercise um, with regards to the disappointments, because sometimes if you look back, you've got there's some disappointments in there, but they were probably the best thing that could happen at the time because you've learned from them. Um, I've got a, a guest on the show next week, um, David Long, and you've been talking to David's got a $12 million um, a, a employee engagement and recognition company in North Carolina, and um, suddenly some of his clients started closing lots of their retail outlets, and his business you know, fell back enormously. Um, but actually, there were better business as a consequence of that with a better variety of clients as a result of that disappointment happening, if you see what I mean. So I guess by looking at those disappointments and then building them into the future, how are you going to react to them uh, is a really valuable exercise. 
Yeah, and I, and I, and I, I don't want to be crass, but I do think, uh, you know, I, I've always learned far more from failure than I have from success. Yeah. And I think it's also about how you how you handle that failure and uh, how you how you how you deal with it. And I think we're just uh, in this world where we're meant to be sort of happy, buzzy, zappy, successful, you know, people. I think we, we sometimes and Facebook makes it even worse. We sometimes get sort of blinded by our own reflection in, in the mirror. I think we just need that that sense of honesty, and and ironically, these kind of exercises provide a safe harbour uh, for one just to reflect. And again, it's kind of something you, some people would do with a coach or would do in a mindfulness group or something like that. But I think this just gives you the opportunity to do it in your own time, in your own space. And I, I think one of the interesting things is that when you're when you're physically writing these things down on either an annual basis or even down to doing it on a daily and weekly basis is that you can then start seeing patterns forming. So you can start actually seeing, are there things that I am saying that I want to be doing, but actually that I'm not doing? So I, I remember reflecting, uh, I looked at my journal, last year's journal kind of over Christmas and looked looked through and looked from week to week, you know, uh, one of the questions is at the end of the week, what would uh, what would even better if have been for this week? And I, you know, a couple of times I was putting more exercise, more exercise, more exercise. Okay, am I kidding myself into actually thinking that I have the time to do the exercise, or if it's really really important to me, what do I need to change kind of to do as a result? So that that kind of reflectiveness and that mirroring our face, I think, is a really really interesting concept that we don't normally get that level of um, honesty and vulnerability to our to ourselves that we're prepared to admit. Yeah, um, and, I think, and I think that goes right the way through, because I think what the journal does is it sh you start seeing these patterns. Could have laughed more, could have laughed more, could have laughed more, should have charged more, should have charged more, <laughs> should have charged more, should have, should have sacked her earlier, should have, should have told them exactly what I thought. And you start seeing these patterns. And and then it's up to you to make the decision whether you deal with it and say, okay, I'm. What is this telling me? It's telling me that I need to take action. So that's kind of where I th where I think it helps you. Yeah, I like that idea to think about uh, think about the patterns. I have to look back through mine. Um, I'm good in that uh, the idea. Any any thoughts? So we're going to get a commercial break again now. Um, after the break, uh, well, we've got more of Adam and Robert on check-in strategy. So do join us again. We'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. 
Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper with um, Adam and Robert. And we were obviously talking about the about strategy. Uh, I'm kind of intrigued, Robert, and I've certainly found... I've been busy the last couple of weeks. I'm suddenly feeling a little bit guilty now in this conversation. I don't think I've filled the last two weeks out of my book. Um, uh, however, uh, I have uh, had an awful lot going on, which has been great. So uh, I'm not going to be too hard on myself. But I just wonder, what do we do if the discipline to keep using the you know, system like yours falters, Robert? Oh, that's a brilliant question. That's a fantastic question. And don't worry, you're not alone because... Leading up to this interview, uh, I had a little look, and you know, one should never admit this stuff, but I realised that I've not been there for a couple of days. So, firstly, uh, people use the book however they want. Some people use it once a month, some people use it once a week, some people use it every day. That's absolutely cool. What works for you works for you. The the but the, the real heart of your question is what happens when you lose the discipline. In other words, you set off at a regular time, you start losing. Um, and I think you just need to get back on get back on the program and don't feel guilty about it. The the benefits of being part of the program are absolutely clear. Um, I think there are a couple of little techniques that you can apply. Um, one of those is that uh, you can you can do it in partnership with people. So very often in businesses we we buddy people up. So you have um, you know two people who are using the book phoning each other once a week and that's just enough to keep people you know, going back to the gym sometimes you just need that sense of professionalism um alternatively uh the uh, what what i do is i have a a a discipline of it's sunday night it's sunday night somewhere between six and seven o'clock where i actually do that little sit down you know before i make sure i've got my clothes and i've got all my bags ready for the week coming up i'll just sit down for 20 minutes then and and that's my sort of almost religious moment of i always even if it's only six or seven minutes always sit down and just think about the last week and think about the week coming so discipline creates motivation motivation creates results we kind of know that kind of stuff you try and stick on the program if you fall off, if you fall off the program, don't worry about it. Just, just jump back on when you're ready. But I think uh, one of the best things you can do is is have a buddy that you're kind of working along, alongside, weekly, fortnightly calls. Cool. Um, Adam, um, 
what do uh, a million tree? I know you you do loads of work with with uh, businesses and you know Vistage is a great organisation called Vistage that you facilitate um, groups and have networking groups that you you lead or um, growth groups. I'm not quite sure what you how what you call them, but I know you have a lot of people who are using this system. I'm just really intrigued. You know, what have you found that users of it have, uh, have reported back to you? Uh, great question. So um, Vistage is the world's leading organization for chief exec mastermind peer groups, um, many around. In fact, mastermind groups are kind of uh, on the massive increase. Kind of the, the concept of uh, accountability around the table with other people. Um, I, I think one of the interesting things is, is that actually – if you look at it from a kind of a self-motivation perspective is is that some people like robert said earlier will use the book as an option to kind of be challenging and holding themselves to account as a coach myself uh, i use it with uh, a, pretty much all of my clients as a tool and as a benefit for them to kind of be filling in on a daily or a weekly basis so that when i get together with them what I'm able to do is they give me their their book and then I can look at it and go, okay, so tell me about what happened here. So it, we're able to kind of go into areas and talk about things and uh, and understand in a little bit more depth and detail as to the things and uh, and the thoughts and the processes and items that are going on within their their life points. But probably for me, the most interesting thing is is that. How is the how the book is being used within organisations where anything kind of up to two, three, four hundred people are using theology uh, of the book? So Robert or I or both of us have been in and done some training uh, and delivered some of the core messages and, and done some of the exercises with uh, with individuals and teams, and it's actually then taking the common language. In, you know, I was I was at a client's just last week. And I'm walking through, and I'm hearing people using the language that we've got within the, within the within the book, where people are saying, "What's the one thing that you're working on today?" Okay, that sounds really really interesting. How how can I help you push forward with that? So what what's actually been great is is that the book has given first and foremost uh, focus within organisations. Second of all, it's the common language, but probably thirdly and most importantly for me is that it's given people permission to have conversations that they weren't necessarily having before. So some of the, the more reflective questions of, you know, speaking to a colleague or a peer or a member of staff and saying, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how's this week going for you? And then them getting an answer uh, and then being able to kind of challenge and push a little bit further. So that kind of relationships uh, and depth of knowledge and understanding about people within the organisations, the book has given the common language that otherwise I haven't seen before. And that is something that's really, really exciting that's going on in a number of the organisations that both Robert and I are working with. And actually, some of the ones that we've not. I mean, we've been getting uh, some fascinating um, testimonials and case studies. And, uh, you know, we had one just just a couple of weeks ago where... Um, two people had bought the book separately and independently and had decided off their own backs, separate businesses and chief execs, that actually they were going to hold themselves to account. So they've now scheduled a call that they do once a week uh, on a Friday at four o'clock and they're kind of going through their review preview 
um, story with each other and allowing the other person to kind of challenge and, uh, and hold each other to account. Fantastic. It's great when we're hearing these sorts of stories. Superb. Um, brilliant. And Robert, I'm, just, I'm intrigued. You've, you've written the book, and I often, when I speak to authors, um, you know, so they sort of tell, tell me that you know, if, if I did it next time or when I reprint it, I would um, add something else into the, into the book. Um, sometimes they, um, you know, have further sort of revised editions, etc. I mean, is there anything, you know, is, is the one thing that if you could um, write the book again or you might be considering for next time? Oh, there's three things. <laughs> uh, I think greedy. first, greedy, 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 greedy. So the first thing is, I think if I did it again, I wouldn't give people a whole year to to fill in their journal because I feel that that just feels a little bit intimidating, although it doesn't need to be. So if I did it again, I'd do it with a one month of journal, and then people could buy the one year piece. So I think that would just make it easier for people to to test it and not feel that they failed if they didn't didn't keep on doing it. And then there's two other things. I think I'd have a, a really big poster you could put on the wall. I don't know how big it is, but like you know, four foot by three feet. So you could actually, particularly for the business, say, where are we now? Where are we going? How are we going to get there? And you have this big, simple map of, of key words and key ideas about how you're going to grow the business. And the final thing which we're doing, or we've done already, because we, we, we had to, is we, we wrote a book, a little mini book of questions, because you, there's only so many questions you can put in the book. And the mini book of questions is genius, because if you're a coach or you're a manager, you can open up to page 37 and turn to the person next to you and say, and there's, there'll be 10 questions per page, and the question, you can take any one of the questions and we can ask it. So the question might be, are we really delivering awesome value to our clients? Or it might be, isn't social media a bit of a waste of time? Or the questions might be, does everyone in the business really buy into the goals and values and vision? Or the question might be, um, is this really a good place to be working? And that can be, you know, that can create a conversation uh, and and get us challenging ourselves and, and just not taking anything for granted. So I'd do a, a kind of an abridged version. I'd give people this big poster. Uh, and also I'd make sure that people get hold of those questions. Excellent. Well, it sounds like the big poster is something you could just do anyway. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we do have one. I'll, I'll, I'll send one to you, Chris. Um, but the, the, big, the big poster is, it's, for me, I'm very visual, so I like to see stuff up on walls. I like to see what we're doing. Uh, and, and it's kind of taking the book from being something quite private and quite individual and quite personal and getting the ideas out there and sharing them. I, I, I like that because I've, I've stuck in my kind of one pages into your book as i've mentioned that I've, I've cut them down to fit into the right the same size as your book uh, and i have um have put them behind uh, some uh some sort of perspex to mm. to look at on the wall but actually they're a bit small <laughs> and so i don't, they don't really get my attention as they should so a, a four foot by three foot poster <laughs> counts just the uh, just the ticket really excellent <laughs> have you any thought any further thoughts on this adam uh, no, I think I think for me the biggest thing is it's um, it's visibility. I think you everybody these days. I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday, and and these days nobody is not busy. Everybody is busy with work and personal life. 
So what's a, what I think is vital is it's the case of having the personal and the business visibility and the more places that you've got it into which work for you, the better. You know, whether that's, for me, the wallpaper on the wall, um, you know, if it's a text message that comes up on your phone reminding you in the morning, we need to find ways that we, we're getting challenged. Um, and, and I think for me that's important. Mm, good, good point. Hey, we've not got long left now. We've got about sort of two minutes, three minutes before I need to wrap up the interview. Um, what, do you have any final messages? Um, I'm going to put a point that to you first, Adam. They'd like to leave us with. So I think for me, the final message I'd say is you have to find a way of holding yourself and your business to account. Uh, if you want to grow and push yourself forward, you need to be challenging and doing things differently than you've done before. Uh, whether that is getting a coach, whether it's utilizing the check-in journal, whether it's having an accountability partner, but you need to find ways of thinking and doing things differently. I mean, we've got a huge load of resources that are on the website, which people are welcome to go and have a look, but find that person or that structure that is going to challenge your thinking. Superb. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. How about you, Robert? Um, so for me, I think it's decide your goals, be prepared to pay the price, and you probably pay the price in advance. And also I think there's something about take action. I think it's, it's, it's fantastic to reflect. It's fantastic to make your mistakes on paper. But actually... For me, especially if you're running a business, uh, take action, see what happens, respond to what happens, take action. And it's actually being, it's being out there with your antennae up, with your head up, listening, watching, seeing what's going on. That's, that's how you get feedback and that's how you improve. And that's a really, really great point to leave us with because you can spend a huge amount of time planning, can't you? But the reality is that um, you can plan all you like. Unless you get into action, you're not going to get a reaction. You're not going to get get results. So you know, this has to be, you know, an accountability method, a, a thought-provoking um, method that gives you clarity and focus. But then you've got to get on the front foot and you've got to get acting. Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. Gentlemen, I've absolutely loved talking to you today. Um, as you know, I'm a, a fan of the products. Um, I asked you specifically to come on to this rather than you approaching me to be on the show. Um, so you know, I recommend to people uh, it's uh, a good investment, the check-in strategy journal. And uh, I think you'll find it something that is, if you don't have anything like that, that you'll find really helpful to help you with your businesses, to develop and grow, to get you thinking about um, your the balance with family and uh, and, and, you know, not, it doesn't have to be the overall strategy for the company. It might be the strategy for your department uh, that you're you're thinking about, you know, use this within your own remit flexibly. So uh, so thanks again to Adam and Robert. And if you want to obtain, you know, a copy of the check-in strategy journal, um, they're available on Amazon and, uh, I guess, good booksellers. But probably is Amazon the best place? Guys? Yeah, Amazon's absolutely perfect. Fine. So if you want to find out more, go to checkinjournal.com. Uh, to find out more about us, checkinjournal.com. To find out more about Robert, go to robert-craven.com. That's uh, robert-c-r-a-v-e-n.com. And Adam Harris is uh, freshmindset.com. That's freshmindset.com. On next week's show, we have um, somebody I also love to talk to, uh, David Long. Uh, he is the CEO of um, and founder 
of my employees um, in North Carolina, engagement company. Um, they're absolutely, you know, he's really in that marketplace, really understands engagement, works with big, big clients like Walmart and people like that. Uh, so we're going to be talking next week about uh, about I mean, his thoughts around engagement. So you do want to listen to that one. Once again, thanks again, Adam and Robert. Any questions, comments, thoughts, do send them across to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more, achieve more.